Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. Welcome to the show. We are the Satellite Sisters. It is Sunday, December 21st. This is our last show of 2014, and what a year it's been. I have three of my four sisters with me. Julie Dolan, you are in Dallas, Texas. How is everything there? It's good, Liz. I'm happy to be with you. Back in the closet, one more weekend for Satellite Sisters. And what I mean by being in the closet is I actually record the show in the closet. I just yes. want to be clear about that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next up, from South Pasadena, California, Sheila Dolan. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. Thank you, sisters. Merry, Merry Christmas. And uh, all I wanted for Christmas was a salad spinner, and I got it, and I'm happy. <laughs> Life is so simple. That, that is good. And from Pasadena, California, Leon Dolan. How hey, are you guys. Leanne? Hey, how how's everybody? Good, good. Good. You know what? If it sounds a little quieter today, Satellite Sisterhood, it's because I lost Mia yesterday. Oh, I'm so oh. sorry. My German Shepherd, we had to put her down and swore I wasn't going to cry, but um, she got very sick very suddenly, well, over the last month. And uh, it was clear she was kind of on her last legs. And so oh, okay. yesterday we said goodbye to her. And it was, it was very peaceful and very lovely. We actually had a vet come to the house. I didn't even know that they did that service. I didn't know that service existed. But we found a lovely vet that came to the house and, uh, and, and put her down. And it was just really emotional. I'm really going to yeah. miss her. Oh. oh, I know. I was there. This is Sheila. And... um. I didn't, you know, I just, I did not recognize Mia. I yeah. mean, Mia was the type of dog who always came at you and barked and loved and jumped on you. Yes. And, yep. and I, and, and I'll tell you the truth. She was the only dog I have. I've never been afraid of. I mean, I'm afraid of every dog, but, but Mia, Mia was a loving, sweet dog. And, um, I don't know. I didn't know what to bring over tomorrow morning to yesterday to say my goodbye. So I brought some lattes and some uh, some breakfast to go from <laughs> it was, Starbucks. It was uh, appreciated, Sheila. Well, That's you know, what was nice. nice was we knew that the day was coming. I was kind of waiting because she was super sick all week and it just kept getting worse and worse. And uh, but Colin was taking exams and I, I just wanted that to be over. And what happened was that all of Brooks's friends and the kids' friends came over to say goodbye to her and. My in-laws came to say goodbye to her, and the girl down the street who loves her so much came over to say goodbye. It was really very sweet. Wow. And then, uh, you know, just like, well, just like people, Mia had like one burst of energy on Thursday. My father-in-law came over to say goodbye, and she stood up and, way, you know, wagged her tail like crazy. And then Brooks's friend Alec came over, who was so nice to her. And then, of course, her mortal enemy came walking by and like... <laughs> 
one last time. She just barked her head off at that dog. <laughs> she had barely been able to lift her head up. And just like, talk about animal instincts. She just went crazy. And then that was it. Then like a half an hour later, she was down for the count. So. Oh. Well, well, you know, okay. Leanne, you know, she's she's on so many of the Satellite Sister shows, <laughs> you know, uh, particularly the Tuesday shows. Yes. Where, um, it seems like uh, Mia's mortal en- enemy uh, was sort of a regular that was a regular walk time. And yes. so, you know, if you listen back to a lot of our uh, Tuesday podcasts, you will always hear Mia and we'll miss her. Leanne. Oh, I'm going to miss her to death. Really am. It was I yeah. just I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You know, they they create a big presence in the house, your dogs mm-hmm. and a big presence in your life. But there you go. So this show we are dedicating to our sixth sister, Mia. She had a good life. She She had a really good life. She had a good life. She She enjoyed herself, that Mia. (laughs) She did. She did. She She never, as I said to you, Leanne, I don't think she ever really achieved maturity as a dog. (laughs) She she had sort of a youthful spirit to her, which uh, generally manifests itself. And uh, there was a lot of jumping and wagging and... uh, Just loving. She loved Liz. She used to just lick Liz's face. The thing I loved best about Mia is that she loved me best. Yeah. You know, she was just always so happy to see me. Happier even than my own dog. Yeah. So, you know... (laughs) Mia just put, threw herself into it. Yeah, so, she had yes, one she, last adventure with the neighbor. You know, going running errands and going to the dog park, and uh, she met quite a few of the neighbors in the last four weeks. Actually, <laughs> with her strange behavior, she really endeared herself to quite a few of the neighbors. So I think they will miss her too. It'll be quieter, but not quite the same. Yeah. Well, Leanne, all good dogs go to heaven. I know. And, I know. Oh, that's where Mia is. I so, know. Uh, I know. Well, condolences. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it has been it has been a big week uh, for a lot of things, both personal and then international. Obviously, the the story um, that the Sony hacking story that we talked about last weekend has now sort of exploded into an e- it seems like an even bigger story this weekend. Uh Last weekend, I think we were focused on some of the emails that were, you know, that the Sony executives, had, you know, because they had been hacked. But this week, we're all sort of real. I am. I'm reeling with the news, even though I predicted it. That um, <laughs> I think you <laughs> called for it, actually. <laughs> I, I, I predicted. I said. Uh-huh. I said it. I said the FBI confirmed this week that um, North Korea was behind the hacking of of Sony, and that. Um, and that, uh, you know, I, I, in my mind, I think the Chinese are very involved with helping the North Korea Koreans hack into Sony because I don't think anything goes on in North Korea without the blessing or the agreement of China because, because of their geographic proximity and because China sort of props up this country that has nothing going on there. I mean, you know, that's something that, you know, we've talked about on um, the podcast. So, I know the United States is now trying to work with China to to get to the bottom of this. But strangely, the North Koreans have come out today and they said that there's going to be grave consequences if they're not included in helping to probe who's behind the hacking. That's what I love, Julie. To me, that was rich. That was just when they said when they said they want to help find the real killer. I mean, yeah. it's just that actually made Thanks, me. Thanks, OJ. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, this is a country that runs on propaganda. That is their number one thing. When I went there um, uh, to, to North Korea, I spent five days in Pyongyang. One of the big tourist sites that you have, you have no choice, that you have to see is you have to go visit the USS Pueblo. Now, you probably don't remember this, but this was like f- over 40 years ago, a Navy intelligence ship was boarded and captured by the North Koreans. The North Koreans claimed that the U.S. was spying on them. They probably were. And they took prisoners, and there was an 11-month drama uh, where prisoners were finally exchanged. But they still have that ship. The USS Pueblo is sitting in downtown uh, Pyongyang. It's moored on one of the rivers there. So they have been perpetuating that propaganda for 40 years. It is still front and center in, you know, in everything you learn about North Korea. So the idea, so this Sony thing, I, I, I'm sure there's going to be a small museum uh, uh, to... <laughs> Just, just so many pictures about how they took them down. So, I mean, you know what? So, I, I mean, there are a lot of aspects of this that are really fascinating, but it sort of makes me sad that, like, a big dumb comedy like this is now going to be enshrined as some piece of history. You know, it's just another Seth Rogen comedy, yeah, and right. yet now it will have this aura to it it will become there will be the underground screenings and there will be the cool people who have seen the movie and the rest of us who have never seen it it's giving this importance to something that otherwise would have totally come and gone you know it was stupid and dumb yeah and i know the idea a lot of people are calling this week for us to uh you know flood the internet with copies of this movie and that we should um send balloons to north korea filled with uh filled with uh copies of this movie but but which (laughs) oh i hadn't heard that that's a good good one no they did that during the cold war that uh we we sent a lot of propaganda not we not me personally but (laughs) propaganda was sent via balloons into uh uh, countries that were occupied by the Soviet Union, and that they have done that. Uh, South Korea has launched, an, not the, again, not the country, but people in South Korea have launched balloons to to get information into North Korea. But as far as I could tell in North Korea, that's going to be a problem because there was no power. There no, yeah, there's no right. lights there. So mm-hmm. I, even if Seth Rogen's movie gets there, I don't know what they're going to play <laughs> it on. You know, I, I, I just I don't know how that's going to work. So uh, but it's very serious. And I think we are going to see more of these ha- um, hack attacks. Uh, I really ro- ro- wonder and worry about Russia. Russia has seen its economy um, collapse because of the fall, the price of oil. The, um, the cost of the ruble has, you know, has lost its value by 60 percent. I believe that there's going to be some Russian hack, hacks on U.S. companies, too. So I think the government needs to really step up. I can, it's well beyond something that, you know, clearly those executives at Sony could do because they, oh, well, they, were sure. not, they yeah. weren't prepared for that. I just want to make an observation here that I I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Satellite Sisters is the only podcast in the comedy section at iTunes Yes. That has like an in-house full-time expert on both Russia and North Korea. <laughs> Can I just say that? Like, what are the chances that we're there? Like, it could all come together into one big, massive international story. And we have someone on the case full-time. Full-time. So, I'm yeah. monitoring it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know really, what I thought this week? I was like, we're a lot braver than almost every entertainment country company in America. Like <laughs> you've been talking about North Korea. I don't want to say nonstop, but pretty much nonstop <laughs> since you went. 
since 2010. Posting pictures, critical podcasts, speaking the truth to power, like all the things (laughs) that those billion dollar companies couldn't really pull off. So I I just, hats off to us, frankly. This is what they they call having nothing to lose, Leanne. Right. That's we got the satellite sister, (laughs) Omnimedia Empire, they could pull it down and it's just less of a risk than say the entertainment companies out there. (laughs) If you're Disney, Warner Brothers, Google, they they just have a little bit more to lose. And yep. as a result, they've backed off on this story. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Well, from a, from a business perspective, one of the things, or there were a couple of things that happened this week that I thought was really interesting. First, Sony deciding not to release the movie at all. You know, I think you can look at that and be pretty certain that that guarantees that this is going to happen again. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, right. You know, so across all kinds of businesses, the the ability to apply this kind of cyber pressure uh, onto a private company where they just has, have to do the sort of risk analysis. Right. They're not a government. They just have to figure out, is this going to lose money or make money for us? And if it's going to, you know, if there's any chance they're going to lose even more money, then they're going to make the decisions that Sony made. And so like, number one, we can expect this to happen again. Number two, I think one of the things that's interesting about the entertainment business that, but you have to think about this in the broader sense in the entertainment business, their whole product is it's their intellectual property. So I know it sounds funny that the James Bond script was leaked out or that, you know, that they sucked Annie out of the system and that's now free on the internet. But if you try to imagine like, what if it was, what if it wasn't a company where all of the inventory was in a digital form? What if it was Walmart and they could just suck the uh, warehouse dry? You know, what if it was oil companies where boom, they could just suck all of the content out of um, all of the storage facilities that's kind of what it's like. And uh, for, so any uh, product that is digital in nature is now, you know, it's prey to that kind of thing. And it's really like they just steal everything you have. And yeah, well, that's, that's, I mean, I think financial institutions, another good example, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just using your, uh, your, your metaphor, they could just suck all the money out. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, so. An- another thing I thought was interesting is a, a, a wrinkle that came out at the end of the week is that the hacked Sony emails revealed that the Motion Picture Association of America, the MPAA, was running a secret campaign with various states attorneys general, most notably Mississippi, to prosecute Google, to force Google to stop pointing to illegally gained content in their search results. So you they're they're saying you shouldn't be able to like Google, you know, Annie and have this illegal copy of the movie come up that Google should right now, the way it works is if that happens, you have to sue Google or, you know, apply to Google and they can take it down. But they, the MPAA thinks this should be automatic. So, but the irony to me is that the stolen content from Sony is now helping Google fight back against the accusation of stealing and posting content. So it's just kind of like, 
huh, where do we, where do we possibly go from here? I thought that was just like a wrinkle that I had not expected. And in the stolen Sony emails, we should try doing more of this. I just think it makes your emails more interesting. They referred to Google by a code name. Uh, and uh, so the stolen emails refer to Google as Goliath. Oh. <laughs> mm. I love coding. I know you do. I think I, we should use more of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're satellite sisters. As we're Samson. Let's just go with Samson. It's <laughs> a good one, Jill. <laughs> anyway. You know, Liz. Back to your point about just Seth Rogan. You know, it's just another Seth Rogan comedy. Before yeah. they pulled it this week, I heard several just painful interviews with Seth Rogan and several other members of the cast. They were obviously told to say almost nothing in the interviews and he's such a terrible interview anyway because pretty much all he talks about is smoking pot and then laughs you know no matter what the question is so you're (laughs) right i mean i think like he totally undermined himself like he actually could have made something of this opportunity but honestly like there he was on john stewart and the first line out of his mouth was like Oh, something about smoking pot. That is all he talks about. So it doesn't really make you want to rally around Seth Rogen, even though, you know, I think it's a mistake what Sony did because of the precedent set. But still, he's he was not the guy to lead the charge for (laughs) for his own film. Like he he capitulated first. He was down because I guess he was stoned. I don't know. But that's all he talks about. Yeah, I mean, he is not necessarily, you need someone with a little bit, so this movie will now be notorious, and so will he, by extension, but you needed someone with a little bit more gravitas to stand for that. That's when you need George Clooney. You need George but you know, yeah. I heard a great interview with the actual screenwriter of, of I heard the, that too. And, you know, I thought that, they should have put him out front. Because he yeah. sort of explained the comedic choices he made and explained it, and it was just a much better voice for the film. Uh, so people might have been, well, people or Julie might have been less reactionary <laughs> about blowing it. Nobody associated with this film has ever went to North Korea. Do that you? Was no, but nor should they. No, really? I mean, no, you, well, they, well, I mean, it's just a movie about, it's yeah. just a joke. It's just a big joke. See, you, I, I mean, would we make the same kind of joke about Iran, Liz? See, this is my, I mean, I no, we wouldn't. Well, John we Stewart made the point that he did a whole movie about Iran and like not one peep did they say it really could have helped his box office if they had because he, he said was he was funny story. in that interview yeah. he said he was really insulted he was talking to Chris Rock right yeah. Yeah. yeah, the other night, and he was like, "Darn, I wish Iran had come after me." <laughs> right, but, Julie, well, I take your Sudan. point. When, I mean, or Sudan. I mean, pick another like you know, like incredibly awful human rights disaster. Uh, it, it's not. It's really not that funny. And no, so, but and they were they it, were trying to make a sharp comedy about that. Yes, and that's it was supposed to be a satire. But I, I think again, I think Seth Rogen is a horrible spokesperson for his own work because all he talks about is smoking pot. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the screenwriter, I felt, I felt differently after listening to an interview with him. Yeah, but I don't think, I still don't think the screenwriter or even Sony is going to be able to stand up uh, and you no. know, defend so it's these kind now. of facts. I mean, it's got to be, the, it's, you know, it's I, I now. think... Yeah. yeah, I you know I, I think, don't know how you do it, Julie, because yeah. the attacks I don't either. the attacks are on private industry. So right. the federal it's not the federal <laughs> government can't help in some of the decision making once it starts to happen. 
you know. But I know, but it, but if it is a country such as North Korea, that you know they can do things to you know again, are they, they are they going to put them back on the terrorist uh, list? Are they going to put in more sanctions? You know, there I think. I think the United States has some responses it can take. I think mm-hmm. they're going to drop DVD players and electricity and the, C- and the DVD. <laughs> but again, they're going to have to drop a lot of batteries. A lot of batteries. Because, because it's, it was a very dark country yeah. when I was there. Very, very few lights. Yeah. See, Julie, North Korean comedy. Even you engage in it occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listened back to that North Korean show that was reposted this week. There, You had some astute observations. Some of them dark comedy. I think that's what, that's what they they were attempting here anyway so it's uh it just becomes a a bigger and more fascinating story every single day well we will carry on and now yeah. now switching gears sheila your last week of school oh <laughs> my go? gosh from the serious to the self-obsessed <laughs> um you know what time of year it is it's gift card living. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, you should have your own theme music for gift card living as a, as a recurring segment. Gift card living. So it was my last week of school. We had a very successful week. Um, I decided to name it. I decided to do something different this year. And I created a winter solstice week at school. Um, but after, after d- trying to explain the Earth's tilt and rotation, yeah. I, I realized it's easier uh, to describe the nativity scene than <laughs> to, to, to go for the scientific explanation for the winter solstice week. But we had crafts. We had treats, we had movies, um, we had a good time, and the gift cards came rolling in. So I work at a wonderful school where the parents are extremely generous at Christmas time. And I get, not only do I get a class gift, but individual gifts from children, homemade cards, which are the best. And of course, gift cards. So, which are uh, really the best. <laughs> which isn't that because you know I was discussing this with someone this week. She wanted to know, you know, what is the best teacher gift? And I and I said, you you love those uh, gift cards, right? Uh, there there have been years when I actually lived on that gift card, uh, three meals a day at Starbucks. You know, I've had some slim years in there where I had to feed myself with the Starbucks gift card. So here we go. Uh, it was a big year for Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. Okay, big year for Amazon. Um, another huge year for Starbucks. Uh, I don't even know how much money I have towards Starbucks. It's 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 an almost unlimited. I mean, I could just um, I have a, a big year for Whole Foods, and then a, a small year for the Fandango. The Fandango gift card is always a mystery to me. Uh, you can go to the movies, but I don't know where when you get a Fandango. <laughs> okay, so. And of course, you have to strategize when you get a gift card. First of all, which one to use first? Did I mention Amazon? Big year for Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and how to how to use it? I mean, I think this is important. You know, especially for Nordstrom, where I had a very big year. Do you go for the Stuart Weitzman black suede over the knee boot? You know, do you just <laughs> blow it all? Now they're going to be on sale tomorrow. I've been tracking them, uh-huh. and they're, and they're beautiful. Or do you just go for a bunch of tops? 
You know, and it's, <laughs> I mean, what would what you do? What a dilemma. Else? What a dilemma. <laughs> I mean, what would you do? You know, it, Nordstrom is a great store, but there are, many, there are almost too many choices. Um, I, th- I think the spirit of the gift card is to buy yourself something you wouldn't otherwise buy. So thank you, Liz. I thank you. Blow it on a signature item. If you think you're going to be able to wear them enough, you're all about the signature items, Sheila. So. I, I feel that the items are important. So um, I've been basically online for about three days, just <laughs> doing a bunch of quote unquote, you know, shopping and viewing. And then of course, Amazon is unlimited. You could, you could do that 24 seven. And my question is, how many items do you have to have in your cart to say, whoa, stop? I mean, <laughs> I, have, I have 18 items in my cart right now. Whoa, Sheila. And, and, and there's always that point where you go over what you've been given and you don't care. Mm-hmm. Because you say, you know what? It's mainly gift card. But right. then you're buying, um, you know, 600 thread count pillowcases, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that, you, on your own dime. Right, on your own dime, right. because mm-hmm. you think it's just, it's a fantasy, a gift card. So sometimes you have to just stay real. So I want to give you some real facts about what I spent at Whole Foods the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay so let's hear it. Um, I, I blew the $100, and I don't know, um, I had I had made a stew for myself. Uh, it was a... <laughs> okay, well, what kind of stew, Sheila? It was an extremely large stew. That's all I have to say. Okay. It was kind of a curry... Um, slash tomato stew with a lot of green peas, um, potatoes. It was it was going towards an Indian theme, uh-huh. but then I decided to make it a fish stew. So I went into Whole Foods and bought a pound of Dover sole. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought it's a thin fish that will cook quickly, right, Leanne, in a stew? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, don't in a stew, then, don't you usually go for chunkier things? Yeah. The, I wanted I, to, yeah, it's true. It would cook quickly and then very quickly overcook. Innocent. And then disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, and then and then, then, and then disintegrate. Right. And, and then you never want it as a leftover. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It, well, it did that. It did that. Um, but I I don't know what I a pound a pound is a lot of fish for one person. <laughs> okay, four avocados. Avocados are, are really expensive. Yeah. Um, five organic lemons. Those are a dollar ninety nine okay. a piece. you I have an avocado tree and I have a lemon tree. <laughs> But I like being in the store just having that gift card and blowing okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, then I can't help you. <laughs> okay. A black walnuts. Very ex- $6.99. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Then I bought, I don't know what possessed me, the two family style cut watermelon. I mean, this is a perfect time to buy cut watermelon. Yeah. Because it's so a not gift. in season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Then I've been obsessed with a new kind of, uh, this is uh, a goat's milk yogurt, which I find very, very delicious, healthy, soothing. So I bought six of them. That, that was a cha-ching because those are, those are about $4 a piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sheila. I but Liz gave me permission to go for it, right? Liz? Well, I mean, I think that there is a different standard when it's free. You know, when you're, <laughs> when you're spending gift money. And it's not like you're going to go hungry otherwise. So to step out a little bit, I, you know, that's the way. Yes, I would support that. Then I bought, I would hit the olive bar. I mean, I bought a giant container of olives. 
Um, you know that will set you back at Whole Foods. Um, I bought a thing called protein water, uh, which I thought. <laughs> okay, well, oh that's. God. Don't buy that. <laughs> Sheila, you are such a good, like, when, uh, like uh, you can order any kind of food. I know, I can. Uh, you're so good at that. And you are the worst shopper, grocery store shopper I've ever heard of. <laughs> Protein water, you fell for that? And none of these things go together in a cohesive fashion. (laughs) I bought a bag of apricots unsulfured. (laughs) What does that even mean? Um, I, well, I, then I bought, I bought a hairbrush at Whole Foods, at, at an aluminum. That's the first non-perishable thing you bought. That's good, <laughs> Sheila. But that should, that should be in your Amazon cart, not your Whole Foods cart. <laughs> and then I bought, um, um, a, a large, um, organic, uh, lavender shower gel for after the pool. Oh, well, that's nice. And and that's that's expensive. That that and that's it. Hundred bucks. Wow. At Whole Foods. Really made a count. Yeah. Really <laughs> okay, so you're gonna enjoy uh, those lemons. Those okay. Gonna... <laughs> okay, so I'm waiting till after Christmas to hit Nordstrom. They go forty percent off the day after. Did you all know that? No. Yeah, well, almost every okay. place does. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, so that's that's going to be that. Then I got uh, the Fandango. I'll find a Fandango theater somewhere during vacation. And then I actually have a gift card etiquette question. Okay, I got a $50 Visa gift card. You know, just the generic gift cards. And I decided to go spend that immediately. So I unwrapped it. Because <laughs> yeah, those expire. Well, not only do they expire, well, it expired. The card was totally bogus. Okay. So I tried to spend it getting a mani-pedi. That's, I mean, what else are you going to spend $50 on, right? So $50. (laughs) Goat's milk yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) I tried it at the mani, I tried it at the uh, mani-pedi salon. They didn't take it. Now I found out later it was $50. They tried to stiff me for $50 and 40 cents, 46 cents, because I spent that whole night, my first night of vacation online with a visa operator trying to, trying to figure out what happened with this card. So they said, oh, no, they tried to give charge you a service fee. That's why it didn't go through. I go, OK, well, I'll try it again. So I, I, I literally got put on a raincoat and went down and tried to spend, <laughs> spend. I was like, okay, all right, if it works, it works. I'll, I'll go to Vons and buy a bunch of stuff, to paper products. So I, I tried to go to Vons. It didn't work. Oh. Then I tried to register it online. Now, I found out that if you don't use this gift card, your, be- your bank account gets charged for every month that you don't use it. Now, I believe this is a scam. I believe my gift card doesn't work. There's no way it's going to work. And the only way it's going to work, according to Visa operator, is that if I register it online and give my phone number and address. Oh, that's not right. It also yeah, is a huge right. it ha- also has a huge warning about legal. There is no legal recourse you have hmm. to using this card. So wh- okay, so I have fifty dollar gift card from a very lovely family. And it's bogus. <laughs> do I do I say anything? I mean, her 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 credit her bank account will be charged 
mm-hmm. for every month I don't use this or do I just let it go? I think you should say something, Sheila. There is, there has been a, I've read about these scams with gift cards. They go in and they put these gift cards on the front of those gift card displays, like in grocery stores. So when you pick one up, you know, it could be a bogus card. So she yeah, probably I would has tell no her idea. too. Yeah, I would. She probably has no idea that yeah. it's a bogus card. Good call, and, Jewel. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and then, and then what? So no, then just and let. Then I just can, and, yeah. Just she let can, her know. Write her a note. Yeah. Oh, you're you're worried that she'll feel like then she has to give you another gift. Well, or, or like, like you want another gift. <laughs> I don't, you want the $50 cash now. I don't. I, I would never ask for $50 cash. And I don't want to think that I don't want her to know that I'm even thinking that. I just, I think it's important that she knows. Yeah, yeah I, I do, agree. I do too. I, yeah. yeah. Because there are, you know, there are scams involving gift cards. So, um, um, so, so I think it's very important that you tell her. She, oh. She'll be, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's she a polite way to reward, do that. Sheila. She may up it for uh, to a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would I would try to find a, a polite way to tell her that doesn't embarrass her. You know, so maybe it's just write her a note, or you know, the face to face part of it could get embarrassing for her. I, so how would, you, how you deliver the information is key. Right. Well, part of oh, my last gift card was to a local bookstore and. You know, I, I don't read books, right? <laughs> so I spend that that mo- amount of money to buy thank you cards. Every year I do this. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoy a nice thank you card. I'm going to send all my... Th- that's pretty much what I do on vacation. I spend my gift cards and write thank you notes. Mm-hmm. And um, so I will find a polite way to let her know because her account will be charged. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would send I would put slip send the card, the card in a thank you card and just say mm-hmm. I just wanted you to know this appears to have been a scam card. It's just very simple. Don't over don't overstate mm-hmm. it, you know. I I don't want any further you know, anything further to damage your account. Yeah. And then yes. she, yeah, that's all. Okay. Yeah, you absolutely right. should. Wow, that's a well, down, that's a downer. Well, I, it's, a, it's a downer, but I mean, it's it's something I didn't know. I, I wanted your opinion on whether or not I should let her know. I, yeah. I, I, should, Sheila. It could be the North Koreans. You have to let her know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because her account is attached to that transaction. Exactly. So normally, if it was just like a bad gift that didn't work or whatever, I like I would never say go back to the person. But in this case, they have. They probably have her Visa card number. Yeah, some and information. So that's not good. That's got it. Okay, but otherwise, I'm in. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. You know, my card is full, and I'm enjoying this vacation so much. So that's it. That's it for me. Gift card heaven. Okay. Well, the um, I had a um, a dilemma I want to ask you guys about related to. I know on the Tuesday show, Julie and Leon. You discussed customer service, right? And the line between good and bad customer service, correct? Yes. Yes. So, you know, this is something that I've complained about on the show before, that the we're sort of in an era where people feel like if they constantly follow up with you, you're going to feel better about the service they gave you, whether it was good or not. Like, you know, one of you mentioned on the show the other day how people now will overtly tell you at the end of a transaction please give me a 10 when they ask you, when they write to you and ask you if I did a good job. And I like that 
really, really annoys me. It really just annoys me. Yeah. Begging for scores. It really makes me tired. I had that at Enterprise Rent-A-Car last week. <laughs> and, and they're like, and they're like three people behind the counter and they're all like nodding their heads at once saying, yes, you know, unless you give us a 10, we get reprimanded for any other score. And they started to explain to me what the whole system is. So I'm like, okay, I'm, sh- I'm going to reprimand you right now. Yes, I so don't care about this. Uh, like, but I, I don't want to punish that anyway. So, but the reason I was at enterprise rent a car is because my car had been in the shop. So this is about the customer service I was getting from the body shop where my car was being repaired. And so, you know, without going into all the details, there was some damage to the passenger side of my car. I took it in. It was going to take multiple weeks. And so these people now, it's the sort of abuse of text messaging that some of these organizations have gotten into now. So apparently somebody convinced this body shop that if they just constantly text message you about the progress of your car, uh, you will feel much better about it. And whoever sold them the text message system, apparently also, I could like imagine the marketing presentation when they said, here's what people hate most about their car being in the shop. <laughs> they, they hate the fact that their lives have been disrupted. And so you need to constantly reassure them that you are sensitive to that. So not only was I constantly getting emails from this body shop, Every time I got a text message, rather, every time I got a text message, they used the phrase, get back to the rhythm of your life. Like, we're working on we know you want to get back to the rhythm of your life. Like, really, I have, I'm looking at my phone right now. I have like 10 texts from them, all of them weaving in this marketing mantra that some consultant convinced them of. You just have to keep, this is the empathetic body shop. And I just, that is not what I expect from my body shop. You don't need to be warm and empathetic. You do, Just tell me when my car is going to be done. Right. So, okay. So that's the first problem. But then here's the, the dilemma. Or I just want your opinion on this one. So the, they had my car for weeks. It was just really bad. Ooh. And so on Monday, December 8th, this is about the abuse of text messaging. On Monday, December 8th, I got um, this uh, text update. Hi, Liz. We are nearing completion. Soon you'll be back to the rhythm of life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, If any delays, we will call you and then the name of the company. So that's Monday. Then Wednesday, Liz, update. Your Audi is ready to get back to the rhythm of your life. Uh, We will call you soon if we haven't already to arrange pickup. And again, the signature of the company. So, okay, so they texted me on Monday. It really gave me the impression, like, any second now my car was going to be ready. Then they texted me again on Wednesday saying, okay, now we're about to call you. We're texting you because we're going to call you so you can get back to the rhythm of your life. (laughs) Then by Thursday, I still hadn't heard from them. Friday morning, I text them back like, hey, hello, like, what's the deal? And then I get an email from them saying, well, you know, we don't want to give you your car until it's perfect. And I'm email. I want to email them back. Like, what about the rhythm of my life? Could I I at least have my car for the weekend? Is which I said in a nice way. I thought, and they responded like, we just need to make sure it's perfect. So then it was the following Tuesday that I got an email from them saying, okay, your car is ready. Come and get it. So here's my question. 
when I went to pick it up. And now I'm agitated. Now I'm totally agitated. I'm furious. Yeah. (laughs) I want to just take that car and ram it into a wall. (laughs) So as I'm picking up the car, then, of course, they ask you because they're all beg for scores now. Like, do you feel like you got enough communication from us? And I was like, well, as long as you ask, I feel like there was a little bit of over communication. They're like, really? I was like, well, I was getting texts and phone calls and at one point emails. And I feel like you need to pick one channel, just pick, pick one lane to be in. And we can just communicate over there. We don't have to communicate here, there, and over there. And they're nodding their heads. And I said, and as long as you asked, if you send me an email on a Monday saying my car is almost ready a text message, rather. I really don't expect it to be next Tuesday. It's, and so I want to ask you guys, is, is, is that wrong of me? Like, if somebody told you, okay, you're ready to get back to the rhythm of your life, we'll call you soon. If you get that on a Wednesday, when do you expect to get your car? I, 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 I can't follow the days anymore, but you expect to get it the next day. It's wrong, yeah. Liz. You know yeah. it's wrong. <laughs> yes, yes, it's wrong. Okay. I don't speechless. think we really have to debate it. <laughs> yeah. Are they shaking as you're saying this, Liz? No, because I'm trying to, I mean, I am trying to be really nice, Julie. But then, so then I got into this issue. I said, you know, just for the record, as long as you're asking about your communication, you told me on Wednesday that my car was ready but it wasn't actually ready until the following Tuesday. So I would just say like when you, that the, the quality of your communication, there's way too much communication and the message you're sending is really not true. (laughs) So I would say, I said, this is just my recommendation that when you tell a customer, your car is almost ready, we're about to call you. There should be like a 24 hour clock on that. Just start a 24 hour clock. And then by the end of that 24 hours, the car better be ready. <laughs> Liz, there is, you should give them a one. I mean, I mean, I cannot believe you are being too nice. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. I mean, I would be down there on a Sunday shaking the gates open and setting off alarms. That's, and I did that. <laughs> I, I have done that. And uh, I remember to, when you did that. Yeah, well, to, anyway, it's, to, it's over now. I have my car back, but I have gotten two text messages from them now reminding me that I'm supposed to answer their questionnaire about customer satisfaction. So I'm just not responding. That's my new approach to this. I'm, I'm not going to get sucked into their text messaging game. I'm just, it's just too much. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to respond. Forward it to me. I'll respond. <laughs> I, yeah, I would pay them. I, I would give them a one or a zero. And, and, and at least you have a little bit of recourse there. Just give them a bad rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, because forget the text messaging, your car wasn't ready mm-hmm. and they shouldn't have taunted you like that. Taunting. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is, Sheila. I feel like it's a taunting thing. Thank you for the word. Now I know the word that had eluded me. Okay. Liz, I think they're into their own organizational speak so deep that, that they, you, they can't even, re- they can't deal with your reality because they just feel like they are giving such excellent customer service. Yes. For you to really like pierce that, 
that like a fortress that they have around <laughs> around it. You would have to really like just take over, move in as the CEO, <laughs> and do a complete. You know, it would be months and months and months sitting in office meeting rooms and retraining these people. I, I yeah. Thought- okay, people. Let me talk to you about the rhythm of my life. You want to know what it really means? It really means when you tell me I'm getting my car back, I need my car back. Like, can we just start with that? You're right, Julie. It's it's required. Sorry, they're in too deep. They they cannot hear you at yeah. all. That's it. Yeah. Just okay. To themselves. All right. So let's move on to another dilemma that was posted on our Facebook group. This is what I love about the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. People can say whatever they want, ask whatever they want, and some of it very provocative. So Jennifer posted this the other day. She said, what would you do? I don't think people could say whatever they want. Okay. (laughs) We try to keep it polite. We try to keep it productive. That's (laughs) truly it. Just saying that. I'm sorry. We we try to keep it in the rhythm of our lives. Yes. Thank you. And you know the the spirit of the Satellite Sisterhood. Right. It's important that that get maintained yes. on the Facebook group. Yes. Okay, you are correct. Yes. Thank, thank, thank you for that correction. <laughs> anyway, Jennifer posted the question, what would you do? You see someone in a store stealing something. Oh, what would, what would you do? You see someone in a store stealing something. I turned, turned to the corner in Hallmark and a lady was putting a willow tree figure in her bag. What would you do? Now, Leanne, you immediately responded, tell the store manager. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that then seems like, it's honestly seemed like a, yeah, absolutely. Tell the story manager. Because uh, I don't think you really want to confront another no. customer. That's that. I just, I. Right. Well, well, sorry, posted. I just started working retail for the holiday season. We get repeat thieves that come back again and again. Telling the store manager will help them recognize the people that are repeat offenders. Oh. You do not need to confront. So I think that's important. The uh, Christine said, uh, I saw this happening once and I just stared at them and said out loud, I can't believe you're doing that, <laughs> which, which <laughs> I would never do. And then among the many answers, Kathy just put, feel very sad. That's what she would do is feel very yeah. sad. Yeah. But I got to say, I don't, I would be more in that final category, just feel very sad. But I don't think I would, I don't, I, I don't recall ever having like, told the store manager or like flagged down an authority on something like that. Have you guys ever actually done that? I've never, I don't think I've witnessed anyone shoplifting. So I can't say I, I, so I have no experience. Now tell me again what she was. It was a willow tree. (laughs) (laughs) What? She was focused on the item. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's a figure, Sheila. Oh, figure. Mm, That's a lot. That's a lot to lift. I mean, that's, if well, I think it's, actual... it's Hallmark. It's like a collectible no. item. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. It's a figurine. It's, not, it's not an actual willow tree. Okay. Well, the other day I mentioned I uh, uh, that I at Target, they they took my bag. Usually you can bag your own stuff, but they're checking all the bags now. I mean, they're really they're they're really being very high on security right now. So normally if you bring your own bag, you can just bag your own stuff. I didn't know if you knew that. And yeah. and now, I mean, I got I got asked, to, they wanted to look inside my bag. And that's when they found the old uh, goat cheese package um, <laughs> that I had been transporting back and forth. I don't know if I'd say anything. I think I think it would be very, uh, I feel sad for that person. I'm with Liz. I, I just feel like it's tragic that people are doing that. I feel like I should say something. Yeah, why wouldn't you say something? I agree that tell the manager is the right answer. Yeah. But really, when I thought about it, I just thought in real life, 
would I actually do that? I don't know if I would, Leanne. I, yeah, cost I, businesses a lot of money. Yeah. 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 No, it, I know. it really costs them business. jobs. And it, yeah, it really can like ruin small businesses. I'm looking at Willow Tree now. They're like $20 figurines. You would recognize them. They're like little carved figurines. So, uh, you know, but I, I would tell the manager. Yeah. There's no, I, there's no doubt that I would do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, I was busy doing a few things this morning along this line. Um, Liz, you might want to do this, particularly to your car service. I was unsubscribing to a ton of newsletters. <laughs> that is such a good idea. I just, it took about a half an hour, but I had just this giant, like, buildup of newsletters and emails from, from, you know, Land's End and Jay Jill and Chico's and you name it, like organizations, places I haven't been to in like 10 years, like Raging Waters Water Park. And, <laughs> you know, and I just thought in 2015, I don't want to every day get an email from Raging Waters. Like I'm not ever going there again. <laughs> And so, when, when they ask you why you're unsubscribing, do you answer that question? Yeah, too? why again, why not? I, it's just my, you know, too many emails, I would say, or not interested in your product, or I live in Los Angeles, and this is a boutique in Dallas and Julie's neighborhood, so no, I'm not really interested. <laughs> but I have to or, say... Or you just want to get back to the rhythm of your I life. Do, yes, I do. Uh, but I did like the emails that allowed me to change the frequency. Like Bobby Brown. I love Bobby Brown online and I enjoy keeping up with some makeup products, but I don't need two or three emails a day. But Bobby gave me the option of just getting one a month. Well, I'm interested in that. Yeah, I'm interested in one a month. You know, Nordstrom, known for their customer service, they they offered to cut back on my email. So I said, sure. But others were kind of hostile. Like, are you sure you want to unsubscribe? And then you and then unsub- they make you feel so sad, like yeah. so sad you're leaving. Are us. you sure? That's what Ann Taylor yeah. said to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they send you an email to tell you you're unsubscribed, which really makes me mad. <laughs> I found it a very productive half hour. So if you're if you have a half hour to kill and you want a fresh start for 2015, just unsubscribe. <laughs> That's good, Leah. And that's an email purge. A yeah. newsletter purge is the way to go. Yeah. Okay. Is, I feel All right. right. Well, I, we had I had some free time here this week in Dallas, so a little more than an hour uh, to kill. My husband was home, which is a rare occurrence. So we decided to do some sightseeing in our hometown. Well, uh, we, it had occurred to us we've we're going to it will be almost eight years that we've lived here in Dallas. And um, one place that we have never been um, is um, <laughs> Cowboy Stadium, uh, which is not actually in Dallas. It's in Arlington. Texas, which is halfway between Dallas and Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is the it's a billion dollar stadium that Jerry Jones built. It's now officially called the AT&T Stadium, Uh, but they have tours so you can go and see the uh, stadium. And they have, you know, they have like world class art in there and stuff. And Mm. I just felt like, okay, it's time now. We're not really (laughs) We're not Cowboy fans, you know. I mean, we grew up in Connecticut. We're we're Giants fans by birth. And uh, if you're a New York Giants fan by birth, then you're naturally, you hate the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) That's correct. That works. And then. Mortal enemy. 
Yes, and then I'm a born again Saints fan uh, because we lived in New Orleans for a long time, and that I've so I have a very complicated uh, relationship. And though I'm I don't root against the Cowboys right now, I'm not really in favor of them. But we thought uh, we should go see this building, and uh, I you know they have a very nice tour, self guided tour, uh, so you can go in and they let you go down on the field, and you can run around on the field. They are they're happy. Is that what you and your husband were doing? Well, you you had time to kill. (laughs) You had time to kill. We were with a couple of other people. They brought their own football. They were uh, they were throwing the ball back and forth. Uh, they were enjoying that. They were doing <laughs> somersaults. Sheila, they had school groups there. The mm. kids went crazy. They're down on the field. This beautiful, you know, and you know, it's a it is an, it's a spectacular stadium. I mean, it really is. It's sort of indoors, but it has one of those movable roofs, and it has some and the you know the uh, astroturf is some high tech astroturf, so it's very soft and very cushiony really makes you want to run around and then they have like the world's largest screen i don't think it is the world's largest screen but they have a very large screen in the stadium so well worth it you know for our little trip then but you as part of your self-guided tour and you don't have like headphones or anything you just sort of walk around well uh, it's not a museum i mean (laughs) what is there to educate you on here's here's the grass and here are the seats it gets better sheila you get to go into the cowboys locker room and again, I'm sure a lot of other guests spend a lot of time, you know, having their picture taken at Tony Romo's. Uh, he's the quarterback, Sheila, of uh, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, at his locker or something like that. But, we, you know, we took a look at that. And then as well, you get to go in the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders locker room as well. And they have pictures of all the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. And do you know they don't pay those Cowboy cheerleaders either? Yeah. A billion-dollar stadium, they don't pay the cheerleaders. Uh, that that's, is shameful. That's awful. Yeah, that's awful. I did not know that. Uh, And the tour starts and ends, of course, in the pro shop where you have to like, you know, we have to walk through, you know, just rows and rows and racks and racks. of. I can't even picture you and Trem doing that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Leanne, it is now one of my top 10 sites. It's a must see (laughs) in Dallas. Next time you come to Dallas, I am taking you to Cowboy Stadium. I loved it. It was, it was, I, I, I know your husband comes here a lot on business. He's got to do it. He's got to go on the tour, okay? (laughs) I think he'd enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. Even though you don't have an emotional connection to the team, you still found it interesting? I did, Liz. I mean, it's a billion-dollar building. It was interesting to see, and uh, it's beautiful. And uh, I might take the grandkids back. You know, I think they'd like running around on the field. It's 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 good. It's you know. like a giant park. I mean, it's it's, it's a field trip. It's it's a no brainer. You just yes, let them out. Yeah, let them out on the on the astroturf. Yes. <laughs> so Sheila, if you want, I could I could make a. I mean, I can find out about school tours. For you. I think you, I think you'd be good at that, Julie. To set us up. Okay, my point is that in your hometown, there Maybe may be some be sites that you think, oh, uh, you know, I don't need to see this because you know I live here, but. I think you should take advantage of the things around you. So, and I'm glad I did. No, I I can understand that. I know, you know, my friend Rosemary, who you guys know, she said the one tour she always wanted to take was the main Federal Express distribution center. <laughs> she said she really wanted to be there one night for a whole night when all the planes come in, all the packages come off, they get rooted around, 
They get back on other planes and they go away. She said, I would just really like to see that whole process start to finish one night. And I think that really would be interesting. The sort of behind the scenes at Federal Express, that's, it's sort of miraculous what they do every night. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I get it. There are these things right under our noses that are more interesting than we think. Yes. Thank you, Liz. (laughs) Okay. But let me, so there's a new one in Santa Monica that I wanted to raise where uh, I haven't gone in to check this out. I did post it on the Facebook group. I was driving down Santa Monica Boulevard the other night on my way home from work when all of a sudden, what to my wondering eyes should appear on uh, the the right-hand side of the road, Sheila Dillon. We now have an urban sweat lodge. Oh, I mean, how long did that take? I I mean, come on. I I think that they're franchising them or something. Because even the fact that it's called Urban Sweat Lodge, they're obviously trying to, like, own that phrase, right? So there's one in Pasadena. I don't know. There's, but I saw the picture, Liz. It looks, it looks quaint. It yes. really looks quaint. Yes. It's in a little bungalow, freshly painted, you know, it was, so I'm driving along and when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> I really went to pull. You're going to, your car's going to end up back in that, um, in that service shop, Liz, if you drive like that, keep going. Julie, no, I came so close. I can't even tell you. There was, I, went, I went to go pull over and there was somebody in that lane. I was like, oh my God. I think it might have even been minutes after I left the body shop. The uh, But it was, uh, yeah, I came close to wrecking my car again. So the Urban Sweat Lodge, I just, the, the, now I'm curious. Now that there's one within striking distance, I went to the website, and here's the part I don't understand. This all goes under the larger umbrella of the commercialization of mindfulness. Okay, yeah. we'll just call it that. Ooh. Because it, it does seem like this is what's happening. Uh, because in addition to the Urban Sweat Lodge, just a few blocks from there on Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica, we now have a place that's just called Unplug. And so that's, that's, that's just meditation classes. So you go in, you sit there for 30 or 40 minutes, and they have a guided meditation, and then you leave. That it is the hot new thing, Liz. Yes. These guided classes. Yeah. It's very hot in New York I, and L.A. You know, yep. I listen to podcasts sometimes that do that. Like, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I actually have guided meditations on my yeah, that's uh, nice. on my iPhone that help me get back to sleep. Anyway, so so I was thinking about that, Lee, and the, the sort of the mindfulness, the empty your mind. Then I was thinking, oh, this Urban Sweat Lodge must be the same kind of thing. But no, you know what they do? This is where my interest in it ended. So you go in. They're basically like wrapping you in a heated blanket Mm -hmm. and you're sweating for 20 minutes. But you're in a pod with your own TV. So everyone in there was like, yeah, it was great. Got to watch TV for 20 minutes and sweat it out. And everyone, all of the reviews on Yelp were about the watching TV part of it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yes. Yes. What a joke. That's a joke. That's what I do every night. I wrap myself. (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm here to tell you. You could just get an electric blanket on your cozy couch. I mean, put on a hat and some mittens. I do that sometimes. And watch TV, and you're going to get the same experience. You're just in a pod with the television. So, which seems to me like so the opposite of what I would have thought that an urban sweat lodge would would offer. I guess I had to go to unplug. Yes. Okay, I, I, I will let you know if I tried that out. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Like the, to be sweating, but watching TV at the same time. Just, 
doesn't, doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound, I was expecting just dark and mindful. Okay, and, well, somebody has to go. And I, I've already said I can't go because I'm too claustrophobic. But okay. some, one of us has to go. And or see or any think. listener, if you've tried this. There's <laughs> there's one in Larchmont in Los Angeles, one in Pasadena, now one in Santa Monica. Just a, I mean, you're only in there 20 minutes at a time, so it's not that big a deal. Anyway, so, yes, somebody should experience this and report back on their findings. <laughs> okay. Well, if they have Netflix, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you can do that I, I, at home. I, I mean, are they watching, like, CNN? Is that yes, you can, <laughs> you can bring your own videos. My friends yeah. love it. They bring, I have now a lot of friends that go. They're totally into it. These are people that have a lot of time and a yeah. lot of lot of money to spend on all kinds of things. And they, they love it. I mean, <laughs> so. it's just something I can so do at home. Yeah. See? Okay. All right. All right. We are wrapping up the year here. This is our last podcast for the year. We probably won't be back till, uh, well, people are doing various things going out of the country. So look for us in early to mid-January. <laughs> so, uh, if you make it back alive. Right, right. If we're not eaten by trip. the swimming iguanas, we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, at the end of every year or the beginning of each new year, I don't really make resolutions, but I look for a theme, you know, to kind of set the tone for the year for myself. So yeah. this year was make it count, and I did pretty well on that. I felt like I, I only did the things I really wanted to do for the most part. I got trapped in a few things I didn't really want to do, but, you know, I tried to actually make stuff count. And mm. so I was looking for my theme for next year, and I came across this headline in, um, you know, my Bible, Self Magazine. And I thought that maybe it could be my theme. And then as I read the article deeper, I thought, oh, this should really be Sheila's theme. All right. Now, oh. Sheila, I know that your spirit animal is Madonna and that you live your life by what Madonna does. But I would, like, I would like you to consider for 2015 taking Jennifer Lopez as your spirit animal. <laughs> okay, Leon. Really? Oh, Leon, okay. lay on me. Because lay on me. according to Self Magazine, 2015 is <laughs> Lopez's breakthrough year. Okay. Has, doesn't she have a breakthrough year like every other year? How many breakthrough yeah. years does J-Lo get? That's a lot of pressure on her, I think. So let's just give her credit for having broken through. Yeah. I yeah. don't think she needs one, but she does have two movies, a new TV show, and a fresh outlook on life. And so, <laughs> Sheila, here is what the big headline says that I thought you could take as your motto for next year. Let's get loud. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. You like it? All I, right. I love it because first of all, my hearing is going. So I am <laughs> and then as you get older, you have no filter. So you do say things that you wouldn't normally say. And so what is Jennifer going to do? How well, is Jen she going to get Jennifer, louder? she's busy. She's got these movies. She's got, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of things, a TV show coming out. But she also has a whole new health and fitness company she's starting, Sheila, called Body Lab. And this oh, is, I thought, she's having, she's going to have a line of smoothies. And I know how much you love the smoothie. So <laughs> it's that would it. speak to you. Whole Foods gift cards, man. That's <laughs> That is great, and Smoothies. Yeah. Okay. She's been doing like a lot of self-reflection, thinking back on, you know, why do I always need a man? So according to her, it's called being a love addict. And this year, oh. Sheila, she's just going to learn to sit still. And I, I, you sit still a lot. You're good at that. 
I love sitting still. All right. Unplug but, at the Urban Sweat Lodge. Go for so it. So you sit still, but you're also loud. But you're loud. You're sitting still. Uh, and you're and, expressing yourself. I yeah. think that would be good, Sheila. More self-expression. Good. I, I love that, Leanne. And then a couple more things. Um, the new film that she's produced and starred in is called The Boy Next Door. And it's, of course, about um, an older woman, younger man. And here's what Jennifer wants us to know about that. All yeah. of the old cliches about women need to be undone. Okay. Say, say it louder. Live out loud. What is, say it loud. Let's get loud. All right. All of the old cliches about women need to be undone. Enough already. We're in the other position now. We're desirable and we're older and we can date younger men and it's not a big taboo. Okay, there you I, go, Sheila. I've crossed over. I am, I'm breaking through to Jennifer now. I mean, I haven't heard anything this good from Madonna in a long time. So I'm it, Leanne. I'm, I'm with her. And I'm going to stock my fridge with smoothies, and I'm going to go for get, it. You're going to get loud. And one last, one last quote of inspiration, Sheila. I know you have a couple weeks off, and so you're going to be in the pool. You might be sweating. You, oh, you know, you're going to be eating Greek yogurt or goat yogurt, which is disgusting. <laughs> so you're going to be eating that. And she wants you to know of her intense exercise regimen. She said, it's like I'm in training, and I am getting ready for the fight. All right, so take it, Sheila. Just own that. Oh, I am just, I'm going to be grunting in the pool. Let's get loud. Get loud in the pool. It's going to be just blah. I'm loud. Okay. I'm going to be the loudest swimmer you ever heard. Love it. All right. You know what? I'm not wrapping myself with towels anymore. I'm going to walk out on the pool deck without a towel. Just. Just a rash guard, okay? Yeah, do it. Get something plunging. You know, she has some fantastic plunging outfits. Oh, she she has one on the cover of Self. You can't believe it. She looks, I mean, she is unbelievable. So she, I love Jennifer Lopez. I do too. I think it's a great great role model for you, Sheila. Okay. Thank you. And I needed one. I needed one. Ooh, that's it. (laughs) Now, what about the rest of us? I know. I don't know. I'm going to have to. Work on that. I, yeah. Mine could be get into the rhythm of my life. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to the rhythm of yeah. my life. That get a rhythm. Good. How about get a get, rhythm? Get a rhythm. Get a life. Get, that's it. Get a rhythm. Get a life. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Julie, you could, uh, you know, I think exploring the local area that you're tuned into now, that could lead you a lot of new places in 2015. <laughs> I, I, go, I go places that people don't go. That's it. I like to go places people don't go. And, Leon, you've made it count for a year. Don't make it count anymore. Just <laughs> do superfluous, meaningless things in 2015. Sit still, Liam. That's what you should do. Uh, well, it's been quite a year, 2014. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing our show yes. with your friends. It's great to have so many new listeners. Uh, remember, we have hundreds of shows posted at iTunes, so you can subscribe there. You can subscribe to Stitcher, and everything is posted at our website, SatelliteSisters.com, so you can always keep in touch with us there. Uh, we're on Facebook the satellite sisters group we're on twitter at sat sisters yeah we're all over the place and we love we love hearing from you so um so hey sisters this has been um another fun bunch of podcasts sure 
do it, doing it for the love here. <laughs> doing do, do it for the love. Uh, I'll see some of you before the end of the year, but Julie, I won't see you. So have a fantastic holiday with your family. I will. And I can't wait to hear about all your exciting adventures. That will be really fun. And uh, so great. All right. So everyone take good care. Have Thanks, a great, Liz. have a very peaceful end of the year. And don't forget, call your satellites.